listener. Hello, born funny people, and welcome back, Jimmy. Oh, did you do one without me? I did the Carla from Bankstown one without you. Did you do a Shawnee B? Uh, no, Jared. Jared helped me a little bit. He buzzed in a little bit. Well, that would have been fucked. Well, he's the producer. <laughs> he's the producer of Born Funny. So, I only got him in a laugh. Yeah, I only needed to roast him. Jared, you need to admit you have laughed a lot today. There was one bit where you were wiping your eyes. I mean, I have been, but I feel like half the time I'm just laughing at myself <laughs> for working here. Yeah, that's fair. It's fair. It is a joke what we do. What we do without our gay producer, Jared. <laughs> we love him. We love him. God, he's good. He keeps the cogs turning a born funny, though. He does. Yeah. He does. Um, when we were saying laughing earlier, we we're recording this. It's like 9.20 at night. Mm. Recording it during our radio show. Yeah. There's a song playing. Yeah. Doja Cat. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, Bert Stone situation. Yes. We don't have time, mate. We don't have time. We're busy. This week we've got a big piss up with the team, so. Yes, we're looking forward to that. Mm. But you're not looking forward to this guest. Oh, episode 13. And of course, Jim, it is. <laughs> Luke Gingel. Gingel. Was it Luke? Yes. Yes! <laughs> Yeah, not, oh, Gingel. not Gingel. Gingel. Isn't he the Channel 10 man? David Gingel was the head of Channel 9. I don't know if he still is. <gasps> he's a Nepo baby. Yeah, he's super funny. <laughs> Corporate funny, though. Where's his suit? Corporate funny. Tells different. jokes. Luke Kidgel, very funny. In Audio Bones' opinion, he edits all this in the um, Bells and Whistles factory. He said this is his favourite episode. He said, should I read his exact message? Yeah, you want me to read it? Yeah, because I don't have my phone. So... <laughs> <laughs> get it open. Yeah, you get a message open, with Bones and Nath. This arrived yesterday at 10.58 p.m., okay. so well after the show. Audio Bones. We do a radio show as well if you just listen to this. Mm. I mean, you can see it. It's above it's and below this. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, from Kai Saunders. Is that his real name? Yeah. Well, so, I've been calling what him have you got to say, Daz? Bones. Because like, <laughs> every time he texts me, I go, who the fuck is going <laughs> He's got to edit so this. Was, my phone went off last mm. night at like 10.58 and I looked at it. It's quite like, yeah, mm. everything's, all my yeah. lights are off at home. The phone goes off and I go, well, I got an email from the other day, and because Meg like knows everyone who works on the show, and she knows him as audio bones. Yeah, my fiance. And he sends an email through, and Meg what's passing goes, who's... Who's C Saunders? Because it's spelled C E I. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, what so this he, he said, just edited David Gingel. <laughs> <laughs> just edited Ziggy Potts. <laughs> just edited Luke Kidgel. Okay. Probably one of my favourite episodes so far! Exclamation mark. Nice. Funny, comma, well spoken, comma, good storyteller. Tick emoji. Very good. It was an easy and enjoyable listen. Mm. Not like this bit. <laughs> no, <laughs> not like this bit. So this is a good podcast, and then episode 14, I believe, is Lachlan Murdoch. So- <laughs> <laughs> Industry jokes. People will get that. No, I don't think people will. But no, enjoy. This is a very funny, well-spoken, good storyteller episode. According to Audio Bones. Also known as Kai Saunders. <laughs> ah, funny people. An odd bunch, really. Not your usual folk. They've been making us knee slaps since the ancient Greeks. But what makes these real life jesters tick? Perhaps today we should ask this person. Luke Kidgel. Tell me, were you born funny? Uh, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
Nice, please get the round of applause ready for comedian, social media star, YouTuber, podcast, other goes on and on. Uh, he has amassed over 3 million fans online, uh, not a single more, not a single less, for his viral stand-up videos, often showcasing outrageous and quick-witted crowd interactions. Luke's also known for co-hosting the Luke and Meg podcast. Meg's actually here today as well. That's right. uh, Does she think his- she's getting on? Uh, no. No. no, no. <laughs> And for his multiple comedy specials, which feature on YouTube, Amazon Prime. Uh, now he's bringing his brand new stand-up show, Happy Hour, all around the country, with a knack for turning everyday observations into side-splitting comedy. Uh, he has captured the hearts of comedy lovers all across the world. Please welcome the bloody hilarious Luke Kitchell! Okay. Wow. What an intro. Thank you. Well, you've come all the way into the studio from Melbourne. You're on tour. We had to do something special for you. No, I actually drove all the way up for this. Yeah, yeah that's really not, There's no... Co- you're not even a stand-up. No, yeah. I, my, my shows happen to coincide <laughs> yeah. with this interview, so thank you. And, and Luke's... I know it's a bit long intro, but Luke's actually late as well, so we're actually out of time, but Luke... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Anyway, Meg, come on in. You're next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I apologise profusely. I... I I was driving through Sydney, and that's my explanation. No, and that's all you need to say, bro. That is all you need to say. I took a wrong turn. I ended up in a tunnel somewhere. My map freaked out, and then I was 10 minutes late. Yeah, we used to do this podcast in that very tunnel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was just easy to get guests that way. They always do that. Yeah. yeah, because we'd block one end and go, do the podcast or you can't leave. Yeah. Um, Lukey, first of all, how are you, mate? So oh, you're on tour currently at the moment in real time, yeah? Yes. Yeah, okay. How many how many spots are you doing? How um, doing? Oh, it's a lot. I think we're doing like... Uh, 70 to 80 different places in Australia. Jesus. How many have you done so far? I think I'm a, just over halfway through. Okay. But so, we do like a lot of shows. It's very complicated. I yeah. lost track. <laughs> I think I've done like a, 80 shows so far. Holy or, shit. Know. So when you go on, th- I mean, when you go on through like and booking all these places, is that your agent doing that or you go on to like the people who are doing the booking for you go, ah, I could go there. I'd well, like to go there. My brother and I work together. So oh. my brother like books all the stuff and then... Uh, I just say yes. I have a hard time saying no, apparently. <laughs> That's why he's doing so many free yeah. shows. I, did, I had to Google one of the places recently. He's like, oh, I booked a show in Maroolabark. And I was like, I don't know where that is. Turns out it's 40 minutes from my house. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. And comedians keep messaging me like, you're making up suburbs at this point. Like, like, Just to seem busy. They're like, you are building theatres ahead of time because no one does shows here. <laughs> yeah. It's turning any you, venue into a comic. Do you trust venue. your brother? How much, like, is he taking too much money? You're I like, mean, it's, on... No, it's going well. So okay, yeah. I, I'm just happy like to just do... Look, if people are willing to show up, I'm happy to stand there and tell my jokes. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. So, um, no, it's, it's going great. Yeah, well, Very I mean, lucky. one thing I love about your stand-up, Lukey, um, as well is, and uh, Jimmy read it out there in the intro, your interactions and your live stuff on the spot. Do yeah. you feel like that is definitely one of your, one of your strengths of your stand up repertoire? Yeah, it wasn't a thing that I originally set out to like be mm. a, the, a crowd work guy because yeah. that's most people know me for that. Yeah, I just started doing it because I didn't want to post my clips online. Yeah, because uh, I wasn't writing like enough material to post like once or twice a week yeah. yep. on Instagram, but I wanted to be posting that. See, I've got to bump those numbers up. Come and look at <laughs> something. I also just started just doing it because I found it fun. Yeah. And then I realized that oh, I probably should be filming these. I was always doing it. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, maybe someone else might want to see this yeah. other than the 30 people in the room. <laughs> so <laughs> a rule bar. Yeah. yeah. So, Luke hasn't written new material in like five years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go to the show, it's the same show. Yeah. That, that yeah. crowd interaction. Yeah. That is some... I just I need some people to bounce off, turn the lights on, guys, give me something to work. With. So yeah. when you were posting the crowd interaction stuff, because I've, I've seen a lot of people share it and socials and stuff, you you didn't know it was going to go that well and start going well, and you're like, oh. Um, well, originally I used to post bits, yeah. and then some bits went quite well, 
And then I uh, got a little bit of a following off that. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll start to post crab. But it was filmed like so bad at the start. It looked like it was filmed on like a, your mum's Nokia, <laughs> like her first phone. Like it looked like it was filmed on a phone that you could play Snake on. The first three videos like, were just Snake. That's, yes. That's yes. They were. He's hitting the wall. No, no, it's his oh. voice over the top. Yeah. yeah. All, <laughs> literally all the comments are like, what, what, what potato did you film this on? Like, so it's gotten better over time. But yeah, I yeah. just uh, film it for me to watch back the material. Then I was like, oh, I might as well start clipping it up. Clipping up yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've asked these a few times for people. Do you often wa- uh, watch your stuff back and be like, oh, that hit, that missed? Or do you just remember it on stage? I try and just remember, like, do not say that again. Yeah. <laughs> I try to, uh, like, if I bomb, I try and make eye contact with someone. And yeah. then I go, that guy's face didn't make you feel good. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, if, yeah. if you see, like, an old person just look at you, like, in disgust. Disgust. You're yeah. like, well, maybe just remember that before you say it next time. <laughs> <laughs> got at least, just got all these faces in your mind of people you hate around Australia. Yeah. <laughs> didn't, didn't get that but yeah, I, I do watch myself back, but it's yep. excruciating. Yeah, no right. one likes hearing their own voice, I don't no. think. Oh, oh, no, we, we, we love that podcast. Yeah. yeah, but you guys work, I've worked in radio for a long time. So, mm. like, do you like getting air checks? Oh, God, no. No, no, no. no. Yeah, that's so true. But but for those, if you listen, you don't know what air check is. It's when your boss tells you how to do your show. Yeah. But I find it odd when there's a boss who's never done our job but tells us how to do our job. Yeah. Do you, like, oh, I have an excruciating air check story. Okay. I had one of the most oh. brutal air checks of so all time. So, you don't, so Luke worked in radio for a long time as well. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, talk us through that. Um, so, Dave Cameron, uh, who's uh-huh. like one of the big, big boss men at SCA. Big boss. Yeah. yeah. He was giving us an air check one day. I used to do a show with Lewis Spears, and yep. uh, we did this. It was a terrible break. <laughs> it was one of the. Like, you know, <laughs> so, but you know when it's terrible. Of That's course. the thing. Of course and then we they know. Go, what do you think about this one? I know it sucks. Yeah. And they just skipped to a random point in our show, like, yep. and it was this break where I forget what the sketch was, but it was like something with Christmas time. And at one point in the sketch, I heavily implied that Rudolph was rooting. Uh, no, that Santa was rooting Rudolph. <laughs> Right. And then we yeah, played nice. a reindeer noise as it happened. Nice. It was a disastrous idea to put to air. Yeah. And he Here ran come him- Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, probably on that level. <laughs> you know when you're doing radio five days a week and yeah, you start throwing yeah. shit at the wall? Yeah. Oh, See what sticks? Yeah. yeah. See sticks? He skips to a random point in the show and we both we know what's coming and we look at each other and we go, oh no. And he listens to it back in silence. You know, like when they don't give you any indication mm. of what they're thinking. And Dave's really good at just crossing his arms and leaning back in his chair. He's leaning back and it's just, we're in the room and it's just bombing in the room. Like no one's smirking. Me and Lewis are like, this is terrible. Oh my God. And he just pauses at halfway and he goes, so what do you boys think about that? <laughs> and we're like, oh, we think we could do better. And he's like, I'm glad we're on the same page. He's like, I think we'll leave it there for today. <laughs> And we, that was it. And at the time, we were trying to get like a show. We were on Triple M Digital, yeah, and yeah, we were yeah. trying to get like on on air. FM, yeah, 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 on yeah. actual air. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were trying to get on a frequency hey, that seven. was analog. Yeah. Hey, those seven people they, who listen, they no one heard it. I I wish no one heard it. Yeah. Only the most important man in the company heard yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. many shows did you do after that? You reckon? Um, well, we actually got, a, okay. you know, we actually got delayed for a bit to okay. be put on FM yeah. radio. I reckon that pushed us back about six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be honest. And then there was a gap and then we finally got a shot. They weren't allowed to be on around Christmas time. That was the one, <laughs> yeah. the one rule. And they weren't allowed to mention animals. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Peter, yeah. very up. Uh, hey, do you want to do Easter filling? No, no, I think we'll pass yeah. on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's no Easter songs. You can't write a parody. <laughs> They're going to do a sketch about the bunny shelving an egg. So. <laughs> no, don't let those boys <laughs> 
let him back in. All right, Luke, let's 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 wind it back. Um, young, young Lukey, do you think that young Lukey was funny? Like, what are your earliest memories of making people laugh? Oh, I think I might have been a show off. If I'm yeah, being yeah. completely honest, I think I, I was the louder brother. Yep. So how many? Just one brother. Just one brother. He's one brother. older. I was yep. the younger sibling. Yeah. Maybe wanting that attention. Gym. Although I feel like the older. I don't know. Maybe the I feel like the youngest one gets the most, most attention. attention. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I'm the oldest one, and I forced myself to get most of the attention. Yeah. My poor old sister. She's yeah. My I'm parents a, don't know her. I'm an only child. I don't get any attention. Yeah. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they loved our dog. <laughs> he was a great boy. I get more attention from your mum and dad. Yes. Which... <laughs> <laughs> the other day on air, live on air goes, oh your mum's texting me. Rah. I was like. <laughs> I haven't even heard from mum in like a week. <laughs> she makes a great banana bread. Yeah, she's just, like, yeah. nice, do you want a banana bread? She's a chef. She's like, you want a banana bread? I was like, oh, fuck, mum. Yeah. <laughs> right, so you're battling with your with your brother, with your older brother, for, for that attention, for that spotlight from young age, you reckon? Maybe. I, yeah, I was just always very confident. There are There is a lot of family videos of me like doing performances in the backyard yeah. in hindsight. A lot of me jamming out with a plastic guitar. I originally wanted to be in a band. Right. Oh. So then you... I was in a band in like year 12, like Shit. even 18. And then I realized that um, uh, maybe maybe sleeping in a van all the time isn't for me. Yeah. But now I just sleep in Airbnbs. It's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> we were actually chatting before this because you, you played the Airmore in Sydney. Yeah. So you want to be in a band, but then you play the Airmore where Oasis has played, the Rolling Stones. How cool. That's, that, that is I pretty impressive. I was freaking out. Yeah? Mm. Yeah, lucky Mick Jagger being in my company. Um, <laughs> Yeah. I'm sure someone texted him and let him know. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Gallagher brothers must be stoked. Right now. <laughs> they are they get not... back together. They're like, this is for Luke. They're yeah. not getting invited on board funny, mate. Don't worry about it. Uh, I couldn't believe how many amazing bands have played at that venue. Kiss have yeah. played there. It's and huge. Like Coldplay. I can't even imagine Coldplay ever being that small. No, yeah. no, you so yeah, exactly. I mean, how many times can you get people's phones up in the air with their lights on? Like yeah. that Coldplay pretty much invented that. That would have been nothing in in the end more. Well, you think yeah, you I mean, you think those big bands, you think they're always big, but I guess at some stage they well, were a tiny band. Or they just you do fun stuff like that as yeah. an intimate show. To them that's an intimate show. Yeah. Me, it's like the biggest show they've yeah. done. <laughs> And that is the difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ed Sheeran's like, I'm never fucking playing the anymore, mate. <laughs> yeah. Stadiums. Forget Stadiums. about it. Uh, so doing performances and stuff as a kid. So, I mean, what were you doing in the band? Were you were you playing? Were you singing? What, what was the what was the skill set? I was bass guitar, which meant I had all the enthusiasm, but none of the talent. Yeah, I just yeah. wanted to be there. Yeah, you're looking at another bass guitarist. Yeah, yeah. I was the guy who organized the gigs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I did. I booked the stuff. I bought our, I bought our equipment yeah. and helped set up. I'm like, I just want to be in a band. This is yeah, pretty fun. That yeah, was my okay. thing. I, Okay. I really wanted to, I loved music and I wanted to be a part of that. And I also just was uh, pursuing not having a real job. Yep. And then I went a slightly different route. Still not a real job, but uh, actually I would say less of a real job. <laughs> so at school, were you, were you smart? Were you studious? Like what subjects did you like? I'm a massive underachiever. Yeah. Like I used to get really high grades. My yep. dad was a teacher. Oh wow. Uh, he used to like, you know, teach me stuff in summer, like sometimes. And Sounds I'll, fun. Yeah, it was, oh man, so good. Can I come up to Luke's house to do extra math? <laughs> yeah. So like, then you grow up and now my dad watches me do this. Like, and he's just a bit like, yeah, right. A bit of, I could have just been at the pool. You know? <laughs> Why isn't he kicking a footy? Yeah. yeah. We could have been outside in the sun. But yeah. Literally, yeah. I'll, I'll have a mixed bag. I was sports captain in year yeah. 12. I also played at a band. Yeah. I was like running state for high school. So Shit, I, yeah. I think I just was a bit of everything. Mm. Um, was and, that because you think you didn't know what you wanted to do? You were avoiding trying to 
like be oh, I'm going to do this. He had no idea. Like, oh, I'd never seen comedy before until yeah. I saw comedy in 2015 for the first time right. at the comedy festival. Uh, Nick Cody show. Yeah, right. Um, had Nick Cody on Born Funny. Yeah, yeah, and. I, I so I I watched it on TV like I'd seen the gala, but yeah. I it's one of those things where you like it's no one knows where to start. You see that and you're like I wouldn't know how to yeah. even get into that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but then I guess I just googled it once. I figured out I think I should try it. Yeah, a few people had told me as well like you should try. Yeah, stand up. Were you doing like drama or anything at school like near? No, no nothing. Oh, mate, anything not. Were you cracking jokes like in class? That like were you the cl- I know you're the studious one, but you were you the class clown as well? Yeah, like we used to film videos at lunchtime. Okay. Like <laughs> as we were adults, we were eighteen, and yeah. like in the toilets, like doing Harry Potter parodies. <laughs> like they're on Facebook somewhere. Yeah, and all my friends, and some of them still work for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We've just like yeah. yeah, we used to we were the weird group. Like we used to jump into bushes for entertainment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I was also like a school captain. Like <laughs> I was, I, I, it's really hard to explain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So were uh, your, your but, parents funny or not? They're more like your dad's a t- what'd your mum yeah. do? Uh, Mum works retail. Yeah, yeah. She so, was high up in Suzanne's when I was young. Then she worked at a bookstore. Yeah. So Jeez, were they pushing you in comedy books or not? For Christmas. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're a fun job. Yeah. But there are lots of there are lots of parallels between me and Luke. Mum works in retail. Dad yeah. not a school teacher, but that's really the only one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you look exactly the same. I did sports. You look stuff. like you ate Luke. I'm da- hey, yeah. he's with a Meg. I'm with a Meg. You're like me if I had the handsome Squidward filter <laughs> on. <laughs> You're like a healthier version of me. <laughs> you followed the sport track. You might look like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you talk to the funny people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> what is it if you can't do, you teach. Mm. If you can't be funny, you host a podcast about hey, comedy. Luke's dad might hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when... When did you first start doing comedy? When did you first stand up? How old are you? Uh, I was 18 and a half, I guess, just a year out of high school. So yeah. I finished high school 2014, and then 2015, I started in June. What are you doing out of high school? Are you studying I, or I working? I did a Bachelor of Music at Box Hill TAFE, and I found out that my only thing I learned was there's not much money in music. Because I was like, why would you split this like six ways? Yeah. And you could just like, you know, split it like two ways, which is like what comedy is. Yeah. What do you think Ed Sheeran's doing those solo performances on a stack? Yeah, I found the band. Yeah, dude, yeah. loop pedals are more exp- <laughs> is cheaper than a bassist. <laughs> so I just have to play a drummer. He's a genius. Yeah, yeah. it's all these band. Yeah, all the drums that they're going. I'll play with Ed. He's like, nah, nah. Loop. <laughs> last year, we're coming home from um, Hobart, and Gang of Youths had played this massive show in Hobart the night before. Yeah, and we saw them all at the airport, and they just got like they're unloading vans of stuff. And yeah. they, and no offense, the lovely lads, they looked miserable. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like just walking through after my comedy show with my suitcase and my duffel bag, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. equipment. I was going to say, yeah, you don't need to travel with anything. Yeah. Surely, yeah. My axe in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> It's all there, baby. With all those faces of people <laughs> disapproving looks. Some of yeah. your actors I even still in. look miserable. It's <laughs> <laughs> because you bombed. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You had a blinder the night before, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I saved on checked baggage. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's important. It's so cheap. Your brother booking all that shit going, he's so cheap to fly so, around. So you're studying this this music thing at Box Hill, um, and you, but are you pursuing comedy? Are you leaning that way now? Or yeah, so still I with started music? halfway through the year. Yeah. And then by the end of the year, I was going to gigs pretty regularly and then just said to my parents, I think I said, can I defer? Mm. So I didn't quit. I deferred six months to a year. And they're like, you've got six months to a year to give this a crack. They were very supportive. Oh, great. And then they were like, see how it goes. And then we'll 
will reassess. The, fir- the, the first gig, do you met where where was it? Where was the first gig? It was at the Imperial Hotel right. uh, near Parliament. Yeah. Um, in Melbourne. So and did you write a whole set for that? Yeah, well, it was the brutal because it was a, one of those you put your name in a sign-up hat, oh, okay. and then it's like they draw it randomly. Yeah, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> at the time, I thought it was random. Now yeah. looking back on it, I don't think it, it was that random. Yeah, yeah. Luke was on at two thirty a.m. Yeah, <laughs> and I went three weeks in a row, didn't get drawn. Yeah. So then at the third week, and I waited there the whole night. Like, you watch the whole show goes like two and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. And the nervousness of like catching the train in like tonight's the night for three weeks in a row, and then not oh, wow. building yourself up Edging to do yourself it, and then yeah. not getting, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then not getting to do it is like yeah, brutal. Yeah. So then the third week, I was like to the guy around the room, "Hey, I've come here three weeks in a row. Mm. Could I get on next week?" So next, then the fourth week, I got on, and I don't really remember. I remember it was like I got some laughs. Do you remember yeah. any any of the jokes? Any bits? I think I said something about Back to the Future, and then I remember part of the bit was I pointed outside. And I don't remember why. And I never said the joke again. Like, clearly, it wasn't good. <laughs> Do you remember the person's face? You just yeah. you went. I just remember like no noise coming from the darkness. Because <laughs> that's no, it's thing... just your mum's Nokia holding out yeah. the light. Do you remember you? Do you remember the first joke that hit from those early stages? Or got, or got or a one big, off? big laugh. Like oh, one of the early ones. I remember ones. like the really bad ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Give us one of them. Oh. Man, do I have it can't be worse than this Santa Pot and Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah, but that was like when I was three years in. <laughs> I was at that time That's a professional me. comedian. <laughs> we love, we love getting people, of course, who have had so much success in here, and tell like their shit that you guys always remember the real shit ones. Yeah. Give it what? What's one? So of the there shit? was one, and I used to wear Batman socks to each gig for the joke. It was a yeah. prop-based joke. Okay. I forget the actual prop joke, comedy. but yeah. then I remember I pointed to the Batman socks, and then I, that got a laugh for some reason. Mm. And then I used to say, "And you know what you say about prop-based jokes? You can always guarantee hilarity in shoes." <laughs> What the hell? I can't believe. Uh, you know, one time I won a, com- a comedy competition yeah. and that was my closer. <laughs> and I, someone gave me $200 and it was like full grown adults laughing at that. And I look back at that now, I'm like, who are these people? <laughs> Why were they laughing? I love it. I think it's great. And he's I done this bit about balloons. Yeah. Where I like, get a balloon. Man, come to think of it, my first six months, I was a prop based <laughs> comic. <laughs> and pointing. You put it outside for the thing. Yeah, God, I've ditched the props. <laughs> Yeah, I used to have this thing where I'd like blow up a balloon and be mm. like, I can do like balloon animals and like, mm. and I'd stretch it out, be like paralyzed snake, and then I'd blow it up like puffer fish, and then I'd pop it at the end. It's like dead puffer puffer fish. Isn't that awful? <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say this. It's too late to cancel this podcast. We're still here. Let's. Yeah. <laughs> you won't be performing at the veterinarians conference. Let me. <laughs> I just so want to say, it... if you've never heard of me, I, I like to think I've improved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give it. What's your Instagram, TikTok? Was it, what are they? Just Luke uh, Kidgel. Luke Kidgel. Yeah. Follow yeah. him. It's 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 good stuff. So when do you think it's starting to work? Like, is there a year in and you go to mum and dad? Hey, I'm making money, or it's good, or I wrote it down. I'm weird. I keep track of all my gigs still. Yeah, but I wrote great. down how much money I made. I think I made like four thousand dollars maybe in the first twelve months. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, and is it? I don't no. think so. <laughs> One well, of we them had, was $200 from the comedy competition. <laughs> from the sock year, yeah. So we yeah. had Husey on, and I know that was probably a bit older, and he'd probably mm. hate me saying that, but I think in the first year, he only made like 200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Inflation. Probably, probably the same amount of money <laughs> in the 80s or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the exact same thing. The same amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing okay now. They're paying millions. So the, the moment, Lukey, that you realized that you could start making money and making a living off it, do you remember that moment where you had to make that decision or when you sat down with your parents and you had to reassess? Like, Do you remember that? Yeah, so I did... My first tour was in 2017. Yeah. 
And when I say tour, I did like a hundred seaters. I did like the Rhino Room in nice. Adelaide and a hundred seater in Sydney in Redfern. I did a comedy festival, like 60 seater, and I didn't fill every night even. And yeah. that was called You Don't Own Me because I had this like viral video where I ignored signs yeah. and it went like bazonkers viral. Like still yeah. probably the most viral thing I've ever really? done. Really? Yeah. yeah. And it still gets posted like... Once a week, I'll see it yeah, pop yeah. up and people tag, like, is this you? Like, yeah. And I'm wearing, like, these Speed Racer sunnies, <laughs> like, these Speed Dealer kind of, like, servo sunnies. And yeah. and because th- there's no uh, English in the jokes, there's no words, it's just, like, the song You Don't Own Me yeah. with me ignoring signs. It went, like, nuts in the Philippines and, like, all these countries where you don't even need to speak English. <laughs> so, like, understand the beer. for a bit, I had a really big following in the Philippines <laughs> early on. Just think about going over there? <laughs> just but, yeah, because I was like, what am I going to do? Just, like get a bunch of signs and point at them. Like, <laughs> honestly, More it, at the time, it was kind of my thing anyway. <laughs> he's, he's booked 40, 40 spots in Manila. <laughs> I do a residency there. <laughs> oh, shit. But okay. yeah, that yeah. tour was when I first started to get people come to my shows. And it wasn't many, but it was like enough where I was like, I feel like I could keep building on this. Yeah. And yep. I, pr- I think I made like seven or eight grand maybe. Were you doing anything else for money at the time that wasn't entertainment based? I was working at the golf club. I oh, used okay. to pick up the range balls, like tradies used to uh, hit balls at me yeah, and I used to s- drive around in the cage. Yeah, yeah. we still do that. I mean, no, no, sorry, <laughs> if you're listening, we, we don't hit Luke with golf balls, but there's always somebody picking up golf balls. It's always yeah. fun yeah. to aim for the guy driving in the cage. Oh, yeah. I used to find it fun when people aimed at me. Yeah, yeah it I made was... the job more exciting. It's, it's, it's one of the great things. So are, you, are your parents supporting you through the golf slash a little bit of money from comedy? Like, are they saying, like, yeah, you can keep doing this? So they're, yeah. like, trying to convince you to go go do something else. I mean, not really. I think they thought I was enjoying it. And then I got the – we got the job on radio maybe 2018. Yeah. So, like, I was probably only, like, two and a half, three years in, and we just sent off a demo. We were, like, delusional and didn't know how it worked. Yeah. And I had met Jack Post – through community radio. Yeah, so, oh, yeah, that's right. I did a bit of community radio in like 2015, 2016. Yeah. At Sin in Melbourne. Oh, Student Sin. Yeah, Melbourne. nice. Yeah. yeah. And then legends uh, have come from there. Mm. Yeah. I'm looking one of them. There he is, Luke. Who's behind Luke? Yeah. <laughs> Meg. Yeah, yeah, Meg. 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 Luke and Meg podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And then 2018, we, yeah, we sent off this demo and then we were so lucky. Dave Cameron or someone liked it Mm. uh, with Lewis and I. Then we would come in after Hamish and Andy's show and Jack would just stick around and record demos in the studios with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in hindsight, don't know why he did that. He's he's just such a lovely person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we got a job out of that. And then as soon as I, we were getting paid $100 a day to do digital radio. Nice. uh, Five days a week. And I quit my job. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I've made it. This is me now. I'm an entertainment guy. Yeah. Yeah, That's me. Okay. Yeah, right. I'm like, I'm making two thirds of a low level apprentice. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you go? I mean, obviously like the, the liveness is something that you really thrive in. I mean, you like, we spoke about it before. You love reacting to, uh, to people in the crowd and all that kind of stuff. Radio is very much the same. Is that something that you feel like is probably the biggest strength in your, in your comedy? I mean, as opposed to the writing or do you think they kind of balance each other out? Yeah, I feel like I'm better off the fly than writing. Most of my writing comes from saying it on stage once, it getting a laugh, and then I go, oh, I should just keep saying that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> like, it yeah. happens a lot, like, where yeah. I don't really, I 
kind of write it out. Sometimes yeah. I get I get the core bit out of writing it out, yeah. and then I take that on stage, and I'm like, no, just have fun with it. Yeah, okay. And when you're thinking of bits and stuff, are you like constantly? Have you got like notes in your phone or that kind of stuff, yeah. or is it all stored up top? Just just notes in the phone. Notes in the phone. And the yeah. duffel bag. And the d- <laughs> duffel full bag. Full of cash. Oh, yeah. 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 Cash bags and notes cash. written on those, you know, those yeah. little um, post-it note things next to the bedside tables. <laughs> oh, so you're at Airbnb, you're not in hotels. Yeah. <laughs> what about, I mean, obviously, I mean, you said you weren't watching heaps of comedy. 2015 was the first comedy gig that you saw, the Nick Cody gig. Was there any comedy inspiration, like, leading into you doing it? Like, uh, I think I just, yeah, I watched like a lot of guys online like yeah. i watched troy kinney used to do sketches oh, yeah. and yeah. max price mm. um elliot loney used to do just like in high school I was kind of into that like mm. the aussie that kind of thing that was starting like there was a few guys doing it it's so funny like i've you know i've told like frenchy i'm like dude i used to watch you in high school and he was like oh god like, that's brutal. <laughs> Oh, I remember yeah. you when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. he's like, "Fuck!" I remember watching you at recess. <laughs> um, so it's a bit of that, like, but I wasn't that into. I was kind of like my friends used to be into that, and I used mm. to kind of like just go, "Yeah, that's funny." And then I watched, um, I think I saw Nick Cody in a Troy Kinney video. Yeah, and then was like, "Oh, I want to go to the comedy festival. Who do I know?" Yeah, yeah, and I was like, "I thought that guy was funny." In the video, so I like looked him up, found his show. I was yeah. like, "Oh, it's on tonight." Yeah, literally, like, wow. And then I went, and it was great. And I. Bit arrogant though, like watching him being like, I could do that. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> Sign up for comedy the next yeah. day. Yeah. <laughs> Have you said that to D. Cody? Yeah, I think, yeah, he knows. I yeah. don't know if he's like proud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my boy. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if he's like, oh, I'm claiming that. Like, Luke, <laughs> he's mine. Luke, he's one of mine. No, he's, he's been very lovely to me. Actually, yeah, one so. of the prodigies. No, he's good. He's a, he's a great man. He is. So you're moving forward with the comedy, doing tours and that kind of stuff. Um, do you ever look back and go, oh, I would have done this differently to get to where I am now? Or is it kind of, is comedy is one of those things where there's no real correct route to get there, is there? No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had a different route than most people in the sense that like, mm. never, I've never been on TV. Mm. Um, or Give it time, mate. Give even time. like the ABC or, yeah, but I'm not, I don't really like, I'm not like I've never pursued it. Yeah, I'm yeah. not that interested because like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. None of my fans like watch it. Yeah. I, don't, I don't really even watch it. No. My parents would be stoked. Probably. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about this before. With my, uh, my mum still doesn't think that I'm a success. I mean, maybe she thinks Nate is because she keeps texting him. But yeah, she like I just had to tell. I'm in an interview like, too. Leave me alone. Radio and stuff like I don't know. I thought like my parents grew up listening to radio and stuff, but no. She's like, you should be on. You should be on TV. Like she worries. She's like, are you eating? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm fine. I'm well, fine. That's, I milk She's that. like the project. She'd be great on the project. Uh, that's why I get. That's why I get her to make me the food because <laughs> I'm milking. Yeah, she's worried. I say that we're, we're not, not doing eating. well. Yeah. I say we're not doing well. <laughs> yeah. Bring me banana bread. Did you? I mean, you said you didn't want to be on TV, but did I, you? I would do like, um, thank God you're here, or yeah. like, have you been paying attention? Like, but other than that, I don't. Like no, a panel show where you can mm. be yourself, and that is... li- and that live stuff, yeah. yeah, 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 that live reactive stuff. Yeah, but also I'm it's I'm not really in that like class of comedians. Like I, I know some of them, but like I don't, I you know what I mean. I don't yeah. really know a lot of them very well. Yeah, actually, that's an interesting point because I feel like particularly in Australia, it's kind of it's the same handful of comics that you do see on all yeah. those TV shows, uh, and they know that. I mean, Dave Hughes, you know, sure, but even God, like the he's younger got so much ones. fucking money. Stop giving him money. Yeah. <laughs> but, but even the younger ones, yeah, like yeah. there's people crushing it, like Aaron Chen, yeah. Um, yeah. Sam Campbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are hilarious. Yeah. I, I've just like never had much to do with them, but I've also been doing it for probably way less time than they have. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And also haven't pursued that route. Like I haven't gone to get management. I've been approached by a few of those 
things are. I don't, I don't know. I just want a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that, what, about, what about radio? Like, what happened? Did you fall out of that? Like, would you do it still? Or it was like a they wanted us to like move to like Albury or yeah. Canberra or you know, and you like, didn't know where they were. Yeah, <laughs> I had to Google it. <laughs> uh, no, but, but we just wanted to do stand up, so yeah. I was like, "Oh, they don't have gigs there." Like, yeah. unless it was like a major city, and they weren't just going to chuck us on like Sydney breakfast <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we're like, "Oh, it's a long. It's like a lot to uproot your life it is. for like whatever money a year, yeah, which yeah. is not amazing. Yeah. Like doing <laughs> doing regional yeah. breakfast radio is not like, yeah, and it yeah, doesn't. Yeah. And look, so many people doing that doesn't guarantee that then you'll. Yeah, get back and to I've heard a lot of people in the industry, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but tell you like, yeah, they kind of, you can be forgotten about oh, yeah. if you, you go to those markets. You they have no idea can. who we are. We've yeah. been forgotten. <laughs> this doesn't even go anywhere. Maybe <laughs> no, I'm just no. recording this for <laughs> <laughs> We listen to this at home over a bottle of Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> this is just for your mum. Only so she can hear Nate. <laughs> That's Good to see my boy. Nice to be well. That's my boy. That's my boy. Um, <laughs> so would you do it again in the future? Um, so yeah, we hit a bit of a thing where we... We got offered a few external gigs. We, we were doing like the fill-ins. We were doing mm-hmm. nights. Yeah. We were doing Sundays. And then we were just mainly like the holiday guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On radio. And then uh, they were, it's kind of awkward in a way. They were like pulls into a room like, so it's come to that point. There's a fork in the road. You know, it's between stand-up or radio. And, and we think we know the right choice. And we oh. were both like, yeah, sorry, stand-up. And they were like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Like, because in radio world, people get so absorbed in this yeah, industry yeah. about it's the bug. Yeah, yeah, they they leave and they come back. The only person reading radio today works in the building. Oh yeah, yeah. like hundred percent. One of like the most insular, and because I was like just always part of this other community as well. But coming into the building every day, I was like, oh, this these people love radio mm. so much. I loved it. I love the platform for comedy. Yeah, I think it's a great outlet. Like, look at Hamish and Andy. And yeah. How did, you, how, did, how did you find, yeah, the, the difference between, you know, doing stand-up and all that kind of stuff and how did that translate over into live radio? Uh, I mean, I loved it because I grew up listening to radio. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I liked, you know, like doing those arcs like what Jason PJ do and yep. Hamish and Andy. Like, building to something. Build, yeah. It's yeah. so much fun having live listeners and, and then the podcast fans. and So, yeah, then we started just doing Luke and Lewis as a podcast. And yeah. we had a lot more success from that. Yeah. Because our fans were like, when are you guys on? Because we used to t- change time slots like every yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. one week we're on at eight, next week we're on at 10. People are like, I do not know when you're on radio. <laughs> <laughs> and it's exhausting. Uh, yeah. We didn't okay. even know when we're on. So, because so you, you, you're still doing the, uh, the podcast with your partner, Meg, yeah? Yes. Is that the only podcast you're doing at the moment? Uh, and doing one with uh, Blake Pavey and my friend Tyler, who used to make the videos with the high school called yeah. BLT. BLT. Yeah. yeah okay. We don't film that. It's just audio only, yeah. just that, casual. What's that? Once a week or whenever you. Yeah. Once a week. We're just like, I tour with Blake a lot. Yeah. And it's just so much fun. Yeah. Because Luke and Lewis, uh, Lewis is getting a lot of jaw surgery being done at the moment. He's yeah. got like really bad sleep apnea. So he's, he's just sick. Yeah. And I started touring heaps. It then started to become a challenge to be in the same, same room. room. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. I was, to, I tour with Meg. Meg comes with me on tour. So I, now I just, the podcast kind of weirdly surround my touring schedule, which yeah. is the only way they work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's fun. It's, it's good. So how did you meet Meg? Uh, through Tyler. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, my friend Tyler has, uh, he's been one of my best mates in high school, yeah. did, a, did a musical and Tick, Tick, Boom. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, and that's only a three-person musical when it's done on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she was the lead uh, role in it. Yeah, wow. And, oh, and Tyler was the other lead. So, yeah. And then at the after party, uh, you're yeah. like, hey. Hey, hey there's only one other person you hey, can Hey, I really from. liked your green, green dress. <laughs> <laughs> the song is. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. Just okay. Going back though, um, you obviously getting to a point where it's successful. You're employing your brother, and you're saying your friends. When does that point happen? Oh yeah. So we a big change happened when TikTok came into play. So I was yep. touring in 2019. I was doing like maybe like I was doing the Pado RSL with uh, in 2019. I didn't even I half filled that. I was got like 100. And, 50, 180 people maybe. Yeah. And then in 2020, it was obviously COVID year. Mm. I'd started to get a little bit bigger, but then everything got canceled. Yeah. Then I played Tony Hawk on live stream for a year. That was awesome. <laughs> and yeah. I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> I was on Jockey and yeah, yeah. I miss it fondly. <laughs> I look back at it fondly. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what and about, and yeah, then we left through. So 2021 here, Melbourne was about to enter that big lockdown, lockdown again. Yeah. And Meg and I... At 8 p.m. one night, I've uh, made a decision. We're like, lockdown got announced or was rumored, and we just booked flights to Darwin uh, mm. in like half an hour, packed all our stuff, and we're at the airport within 10 hours. Yeah. And we left for six and a half months. Wow. Because I didn't, I had all these shows booked in. I was like, I cannot cancel them again. Two yeah, years yeah. in a row. Not only just like the money, I just didn't want to lose that much momentum yeah, of course. in my career. Like Especially in that growth off. stage where you've just come and you, you've done so much work to get to the position where you were. Yeah, right? and I was just starting to like get some crowd work going on TikTok and I booked this big show at the Regal Theatre, which is the biggest show I've ever done at the time in Perth. Yep. So we did two weeks of quarantine yeah. in Darwin. There was a weird loophole where you could just get out and then they shut it off about a month after because yeah. they realized, why should people be able to do <laughs> <Yeah>. that? <laughs> so God I, love Darwin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I paid for the to do the quarantine. Then we just traveled around till november i didn't come home till november and it was like we never knew when we we're going to be back yeah wow i was like this could be two months it could be a year do i you... don't know when i'm going to see my family <laughs> <laughs> do you think like i mean obviously i mean covid was devastating not just for for comics but but for so many different people in the industry do you know many people who were kind of at a similar place or you know moving through comedy in a similar in a at a similar pace who really dropped off during covid who didn't find the loophole in darwin and managed uh, to travel in the country i mean yeah i mean yeah. it was most people yeah, i think yeah. that's why i got such a bit of an advantage in a way yeah. because i i was filming all these shows meg was setting up the cameras at the back we're just filming them i'm in the car editing while she's driving trying to get clips up to promote the shows that i haven't sold out in three days time yeah, yeah. and then i just then a few weeks later, all of a sudden the shows were saying like a week in advance and then like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And I, we could see the momentum and then we started adding shows. We were then we were like, all right, we've already done Adelaide, but what about if we book one, another one, fly back to Adelaide? Because we couldn't go anywhere. We're like homeless. Yeah, yeah, Anyway, yeah. so it was like, who cares where we are? Let's just keep trying to do as many shows. So I did so many shows that year that I got so many crowd work clips. Yeah, Because you know, yeah. I was just on stage all the time. Um, and I was also one of the only comedians touring yeah. In the country. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was a big advantage. Then last year, uh, my brother came on board. Uh, he left his corporate job. Big oh. risk for him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, how, did, uh, how did that conversation go? Uh, he was kind of helping me during COVID because he was bored. Yeah. Like yeah, he was yeah. working from home. Mm -hmm. So he was kind of just like, hey, do you need any help? Doing did he have any skill set that like... Yeah, like you he, guys didn't have. He was working at an accountancy right, firm, okay. so he yeah. was doing like all my tax and stuff anyway. Yeah, yeah. So then he just started going like, "Oh, I'll just send emails for you," and then that turned into booking shows for me. Right. Then doing all my finances, and now then we kind of did the numbers, and he was like, "Man, this has gone pretty well. Like, do you want me to just do this?" And yeah. I had trouble with old management and stuff. Just like I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Management. Well, yeah, management can be hard. Like Nathan, I don't have management. I think, yeah, like, it's what you sort of want to get out of it as well, and or who you have around you that can fill those sort of roles. The, the, mm. the way, I, also, I was at the point where I would have never been someone's number one priority. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like if at the time, 
So I was like, oh, if Jack, my brother, just puts all his energy into this. He's a smart dude. So he's been doing great. And yeah. now we tour Blake as well. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Blake, you look after Blake as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, so yeah, it's, it's great. Do you think you're a private person? Like you'd like to keep it kind of with people that you trust and that kind of stuff? Or just because, I mean, we were talking about producer before and was like, you know, I've put some stuff together for Luke, you know, that kind of thing. He seems like he might be like a more private person in his personal life. It, do you consider yourself like a, a private person when off the stage or not really? I mean, no, I talk about de- uh, deplorable things on podcasts, like <laughs> yeah, on yeah. a regular basis. I yeah, mean, yeah. if you listen to my podcast, you'd know everything about me. Yeah. But I guess if you Googled me, maybe... You wouldn't. Because I think I only really post crab work. Yeah, so what yeah, you're yeah. saying is Jared didn't do his job. You're mm. fucking fired. You happy? This no, is it. This I is mean, the day. We're no, bringing in Luke's brother. So yeah. you happy? Yeah. You're gone. <laughs> no. This is how we find out. It's just that like you would have had to listen to six years yeah. worth of podcasts on times 12 speed. <laughs> yeah, well, if you gave <laughs> a shit about this fucking yeah. podcast. If you cared enough, you, you gave would do a it. shit. <laughs> but, no, I mean, yeah, right there. I've yeah. I've Googled myself too, and I'm just like, there's not that much about me. No, yeah. Because no one writes articles about me. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, no one else cares. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Radio Today had some lovely articles about you back in the day. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> We're going to clip out the bit yeah. about Santa and the reindeer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luke and Lewis or, turned down radio know, for stand-up. That was a, the article. Yeah. For a great bit, outside of this podcast, Nathan and I do have a radio show. We should just recreate that. Yeah. And then when we have an next day check with DC, we should, you should listen about 15 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a little treat for you. Uh, Luke, do you reckon, I mean, we were talking about this before. Um, it's a it's a great time for, for comics and stuff because, I mean, a lot of people growing up and, you know, many years ago, they didn't have social media as a tool to help grow and, you know, put those clips up and all that kind of stuff. Do you think social media has definitely got you to where you are now by posting that stuff and like getting momentum behind and creating a fan base from that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause like even at when we're on radio, I would be like, I doubt a bit that it, that it kind of was about something stupid. I said on radio once I said, oh, <laughs> I'll do it. So brutal. <laughs> I said that, um, uh, I thought we used to have the, the, a name called the name game, which yeah. is where we asked people three questions about themselves, like iPhone or Android or like, what's your favorite color? Then yeah. we try and guess their name based yeah. on their vibe. And, uh, <laughs> I said, I guessed one time if their name was Cunnilingus and in, and everyone was like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, I thought it was Mexican. Yeah. yeah. Like I thought it was like, a, I was thinking of like Carlos. So I don't yeah. know what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. And then we had to dump it. So I had this bit where I talked about, uh, saying that on radio, mm, yeah. and then I was, so I used to be like, give us a cheer if you listen to our radio show, and like every night, like one person would be like, woo, <laughs> and it was like, oh god, like oh, what are we doing? Yeah, I was like, yeah, I yeah. just kind of wanted to us, so mm. then I just went to uh, where my audience was, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. So people, I mean, like sometimes people listen to this show who want to get into comedy and all that kind of stuff. Would you say that exploring that social media and putting like some of your best stuff out there for, for as many people to say, uh, to see, that's a great angle to help grow your, your comedy. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's changed my life. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's how we, that's how we found you. Social you feel media. like from sort of what you're saying, you know, your early days, you're talking about, you know, being more, I guess, performative than funny, right? You know, you're grabbing the guitar, whatever it is. And do you think along the way, especially like with uploading clips and going, oh, people like the crowd work stuff, like you've sort of figured out how to be even funnier? I think I've figured out what people will laugh at or find entertaining. Yeah. For sure. Trial and error. Yeah. I don't think I actually was a very good stand-up at the start, Yeah, mm. to be honest. But I was clearly doing something right because people were like booking me at gigs, but then I was like... 
doing okay and then maybe two years in i like start to get a feel for it but that's yeah, yeah. Like, that, that's the key though isn't it? it's like getting up on stage and then you know you could be funny it's like you know that funny guy at work who does this. he's like i'll get up and do some comedy but it's it's standing up there and, and figuring out what works and what doesn't i think i was really good at bombing like yeah. i was like good at like joke not working then doing a 30 second riff on why that sucked <laughs> and that being funnier than the thing i was yeah, yeah wanted yeah. to say it almost makes you bulletproof really doesn't it like if you if you, you're not f- afraid to for it to bomb because you know you can turn that into something after yeah yeah like i did i really i tried a new bit at the end more in front of 600 people in the moment hadn't planned it and then realized like as i was two minutes into this new bit i'm like i'm treating this like an open mic what are we doing <laughs> <laughs> but it went well yeah yeah, yeah. do you think i mean would you would you consider yourself like a fearless comic in that sense because you know we talk to a lot of comics who there would there would be no way that they would try a new bit at somewhere like the end more like the fact that you you're comfortable enough to do that because you know if it doesn't work well i can lean into it not working i mean i think that like, the people who come to my show they're like so lovely and so on my side yeah like that i think that's what they almost want yeah they yeah, see yeah. the clips they send me like kind of stuffing around yeah and being stupid and i think if something doesn't go my way they kind of want to see me try and get out of it yeah, yeah and yeah. i think that makes me less fearless yeah and or i'm just dumb yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'll see luke kidgel he's fucking dumb yeah but what's the worst Born thing dumb. that can happen yeah yeah, 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 yeah yeah but what's the worst thing that happened they don't laugh yeah so just yeah. Do another joke. <laughs> do, you, yeah. um, do you find you drink before gigs? Because we were chatting to Husey, who's notoriously sober, mm. but he hangs out with a lot of comedians, and he's like, when I see Helia or Tommy Little or someone bomb, mm. it's usually because they've gone for pre-drinks, yeah. got super tanked, and yeah. gone, I'm just going to make some stuff I'm up indestructible, today. baby. Terribly. No, I traditionally do not drink Tri- before performing, because yeah. I just, <laughs> it's such a lame reason, I just will need to pee. <laughs> I just don't want to need a pay up there, but it's also I people have paid (laughs) and I want to give them the best, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But sometimes, like I did a, we're in uh, (laughs) Manchester on St Patrick's Day uh, earlier this year, and they like kind of you know it's more popular over there, Mm. I guess, closer to Ireland. Yeah. And I wasn't planning on getting up. I was just like, I was been drinking since midday type thing, yeah. my girlfriend. And then we went to our mate's room who runs a club and he's like, you should get up. And I was like, nah, dude, I'm hammered. Like, <laughs> and then, and then he's I like, I need to pee, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, nah, come on. There's like, there was only like 20 people there. It was late at night. He's like, get up. And I went up. Dude, I destroyed. I had one of the best gigs I ever had. And I realized it was because I, it was on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. I was on the same level as everyone in the crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like if I had got up there sober, I would have yeah. been like, these people are idiots. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Because I was just as dumb as they were. I was yeah. like, these guys are awesome. <laughs> hey, uh, Lukey, I want to talk about your relationship uh, with your partner, Meg, yep. as well. To have somebody who, I guess, is literally there with you every step of the way, you know, on the road with you. She was driving in your editing and stuff. Is that something pretty special? Because I don't think we've spoken to anybody who has somebody, you know, that close to the comedy process and with you the whole time. Surely this is something that you ha- didn't have planned and was like, okay, this is great. Yeah, well, it, it mainly... It started because she couldn't work during COVID, so yeah. she came away with me. She worked. She was a remedial uh, therapist, yep. so their industry got shut down. She's like, well, I might as well come with you. Then she had uh, Meg had some health problems with her heart, so then wasn't supposed to be working yeah. on her feet all day anyway. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so then, so then she chose an our life where she does fourteen hour days. <laughs> <laughs> 
But no, it's yeah. just, it kind of just fell that way. And yeah. then we started filming videos together during lockdown. Like yeah. we watched The Bachelor yeah, because um, we couldn't do anything else. So we'd film our reactions to The Bachelor. And then yeah. people started to really like it. So then we just kept doing it. And then we have a podcast. And it is a bit weird. Like people say that, like, is it weird working with your partner? Yeah. But it's like amazing. Yeah, it's because she understands everything that you're going through. Yeah. And you don't, when you get home from work, you don't have to talk about work because she was there. Yeah. yeah. The whole time. Yeah, that is one thing where we do struggle to turn it off. Like, we'll be in bed and she'll be like, oh, you know, we should talk about the podcast. I'm like, let's just. Like, yeah. <laughs> let's, it's 2.30 in the morning, Meg. <laughs> You've woken me up. Stop, stop writing bits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> open, open the notes on your app, on your phone. Write this down. I'm, I'm shocking. I do it probably more. She's probably yeah. like. I want to watch my show and I'm like, oh, you know, we need to do it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I think that's also, it's also fun building a life together. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's great. It's having your best friend by your side all the time. It's awesome. But obviously we do have like, most of our like arguments are like to do with content. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, that's a <laughs> that's, shit bit. That's not funny. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, she's yeah. like, no, that's not funny or whatever. And I'm yeah. like, no, I think Santa fucking Rudolph is hilarious. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Oh, who are you, Dave up? Cameron? Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, she's like, yes. <laughs> he was here all along. Um, what about, uh, do you switch off? Like, do you watch comedy? Do you try and watch other genres? I watch, like, comedians that I would never probably be like. Okay. Try, like, I, I love watching, like, um, com- like, I love watching uh, Ricky Gervais, Louis yeah. C.K. Like, yep. Bo Burnham was a massive influence early just because like it was so cool watching someone young yeah yeah like you go on netflix and it's like for young people there's not a lot of options no, no. it's like bo burnham and dave like, chappelle yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like yeah. what's 50 or 60? Yeah. 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 yeah so it's like most of the comedians are older so i think when i found a few younger people online that were kind of doing similar things i was like oh that's really cool like there's a guy in america like trevor wallace who's yeah. killing it yeah. online does a lot of sketches and i think yeah i mean matt rife has blown up on tiktok yeah Recently, um, good looking rooster that bloke. Very good looking, yeah. Good looking rooster. Yeah, he like you know how like you look like me with the handsome. He's Mm. you. He's your healthier (laughs) version. (laughs) He's the healthier version. That means I'm two rungs below right. If we were, if we we were babushka dolls, I'd be inside him. Luke would be inside me. Yeah, and I'm the I'm the little baby one. (laughs) Surely there's not another one in here. Oh, it's Luke Kidgel. Luke walks out here real flat. I didn't realise I was two levels down. Also, it's the first time. You also go, it's the first time I've ever been compared to a babushka doll before. Yes. <laughs> that type of podcast. What's um, What's next? I mean, you just want to keep touring. You've got your little, like, seems like you've got a really good bunch of people around you as well. Yeah, I've surrounded myself with, like, I'm so lucky. I get to tour with, like, my best friends from high school, yeah. Yeah. my brother, uh, a few of people who have employed are great. And, um, yeah, I'm going to so do this tour this year. They go to New Zealand at the end of the year. The next year, we've got some international stuff lined up. See? Have you done international stuff before? Yeah, I just did the UK. That's it. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. New Zealand yeah. last year. Right, okay. I mean, How do you find you? I mean, because your comedy is so iconically Aussie. And that's why I, we find like a lot of our radio stuff that goes really well, goes really well in, you know, the US Aussie and stuff because too. people go, oh my God, I love Aussie radio. I don't know I'm doing a voice. They're just comments. Yeah. Um, but do you find that people are loving just hearing your, like your accent and your Aussie take on things? Oh, dude, over there, I was a novelty act. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> like I get on stage and they'd be like, oh, this guy, the way he talks. Yeah. And I'm just like, this? is not interesting where I come from. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, the UK I had a great time. Actually, probably the best gigs I've ever done. That's yeah, so yeah. much fun. Do you lean into being Aussie when you're over there? I find myself hamming up the Australian-ness for absolutely no reason. <laughs> like I'm on stage just like, you know what's funny actually? I now, 
I, I watch. I know why Jim Jeffries has stuck with the accent because yeah. it goes a long way overseas. Yeah, 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 yeah. I and think. he's so Aussie. He's he is. So Aussie. His accent he's is so. And he's lived Aussie. overseas forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You would know it. It hasn't. It hasn't changed in the slightest no. at all. Yeah. So I reckon that that's the next step. Is we've got some stuff in Europe uh, mm. locked in, and then hopefully. Canada as well, and, and I, I guess I'm trying to do America. America's just hard to get a visa. Yeah, That's the main reason as to why. Yeah, yeah. of course. Especially all those crimes you committed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's not to do with the country. It's a me problem. Yeah. It's a you problem. <laughs> what are some of the favourite crimes you've committed? Yeah, <laughs> I'll list my top ten. Um, <laughs> welcome back to Watch Mojo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bestiality, number one, as we know. <laughs> he didn't commit it. He just wrote a bit oh, sorry, about Santa it. Santa did that. Yeah, sorry, I don't want people to think he's... <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah. I hung around him. <laughs> I like that you thought, like, I wrote it. Like, we were clearly just in the studio one day, like, going, oh, sure, just put a sound effect in. <laughs> no, mate, Dave Thomas. <laughs> he, goes, he wrote it down. He saw it. The police slaved over that for three hours. <laughs> Printed out <laughs> sheets. Ten pages. You're lucky you hit spacebar and stopped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tested it at some open mics. I was like, this is good for digital radio. Um, let's before we let you go, Lukey, let's talk about the the happy hour tour, yeah? Is that what what can we expect from that? What could, just classic Lukey Kidgel stuff, yeah? Yeah, a few stories. I think I'm People think it's a lot more crowd work than it yeah. is. I do like probably 80% jokes, but I, cause I did, I put out a comedy special on YouTube at the start of the year, which was last year's show. Yeah. And then I wrote a new show this year. A lot of stories about the UK, um, a lot of me just, uh, mocking British people. Yeah. Um, and which is a bit of fun yeah, and yeah. I don't, don't know how it will go over there, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, and a lot of crowd work fun. I don't know. I just like literally kind of go on stage every night with, an open mind and see what's going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, I have like a, I, I do have a show. I will give you I wrote a so show. So I just want people to know he does have a show. show. Yeah. yeah. Man, it was so, Edmore was like, honestly, probably some of the best gigs I've ever done. It was yeah, yeah. so much fun. Enjoyed it. it well, I mean, Luke, the way we like to finish this podcast, I know we asked the question right at the start, do you think you were born funny? Um, Jim, what do we reckon? Luke Kidgel, born funny? Yes or no? Because it, it's fun. sometimes we get uh, people, we go through this whole thing and they go, they realise, oh, I wasn't born funny, and they picked it up along the way. Yeah. So now you've kind of heard your own story back. Well, what do you reckon? Do you reckon you were born funny, or do you reckon it's something that you've picked up along the way? What do you reckon? I reckon it was something that I strived for, missed early, and picked up along the way. <laughs> I yeah. don't think you said any better than that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you reckon? I agree. Yeah. 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 I reckon yeah. it like, I think most people start off though as like a show off. Mm. And then you got to like, hey, tone it down and then channel it in a better <laughs> way. Well, from our time tenor people, I think there's sort of two categories now. There's the show off tight, which again, you're right. You turn yeah. it down and you figure mm. out how to do it. Or there's not show up, just really studious, like incredibly smart. And I've gone, I want to do that and have figured out the science yeah. and hitting the beats. But it, again, it come, I think it comes back to where, wherever you perform, wherever your space is, whether it's, you know, it's online, radio, stand up is once you're there is repetition and figuring out how to how to actually work it. Mm. Yeah, and I feel like I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out the other parts of it, like not only just on stage, but like figuring out what hits online, uh, what uh, hits in an air check. That was brutal. <laughs> that was a tough lesson. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah, over yeah. time, it's things like that where you're like, cool, don't do that, do this instead. And it's years and years. And Because I think a lot of people have discovered me as 
particularly in my last couple of years. Yeah. Thank God I had like the five, six years before that where no one knew who I was. Yeah, yeah. No, and we're going to be searching Facebook for those Harry Potter skits in the bathroom. <laughs> God, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Darwin for that loophole as well. <laughs> yeah. Just kept the momentum going. Uh, Lukey Kidgel, uh, mate, we love you. Thank you so much. Go and see him, guys, the Happy Hour Tour uh, or wherever you see him. Get on TikTok, everywhere. on Instagram. Places that don't even exist. Yeah. Made up suburbs. Marula Bar. Go see him there. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Thanks for having me. Oh, hey, you're still here. Well, you must have liked this then. I may as well give you a sneak peek for next week. It's another funny person. Nina Oyama. <laughs> Who gave us stuff like this? Yes, yeah, so I don't know if I was born smarty, but I was just money. <laughs> born money? I was right. born Lower money. North. I love she's about to say I was definitely born smart after yeah. that. <laughs> More from them next week. See you then. Listener.